This is Lori Forster, the wine coach with The Sipping Point, and this week we're going to do something a little bit different. We're on location here at Jordan Vineyards in the Alexander Valley of Sonoma, and I'm going to sit down with executive chef Todd Knoll, who runs the culinary program here. And if you think he spends all his time in the kitchen, you're thinking wrong. He has a full-scale garden with hundreds of things growing herbs vegetables flowers even and it's a working ranch here including chickens donkeys and even some cattle so we're going to sit down and find out how executive chef todd knoll makes jordan vineyards so delicious so chef thank you for joining us on the sipping point oh thank you Lori. it's good to be here I just wanted to hope that you would let us know you didn't start out wanting to be a chef directly from school. You actually came to uh, culinary from background and other things. So I'm wondering if you could tell us, let folks know a little bit about how you got started as a chef. Yes. Well, I I grew up in Hawaii. I was raised there and I've always been around food, but I was actually trained as in construction management. And I worked for my father until I was into my late 20s. And then with a change of life, I decided to do what do what I wanted to always do and uh, went to the Culinary Academy in uh, the late 90s and uh, began my career rather late in this industry but uh, seems to have worked out quite well. Well I know I have a lot of listeners that would like to quit their day job, <laughs> become a chef, become a winemaker. It does seem very glamorous but I know there's a lot of hard work here. What uh, I know you're doing construction now but construction of beautiful culinary plates. What most uh, attracted you to come here to Jordan because I understand you've had other experiences in the restaurant world. How did you come upon this job, which seems like just the dream job for a chef? Well, I was uh, actually entrenched in the uh, Ritz-Carlton system, and <laughs> and a friend of mine who was the executive uh, chef at uh, at the uh, Ritz-Carlton in San Francisco became the chef at Chalk Hill Winery, Didier Georges, um, executive sous chef actually. And he contacted me and said that they might be looking for someone up in wine country. And it was something that my wife and I hadn't considered. And uh, upon visiting Jordan, I decided it was time to leave the city and uh, perhaps have a yard and somewhere to park my car and just fell in love with Sonoma and couldn't see myself going back to the city at this point. Well, one of the things I really am excited to have you talk about and our listeners to learn about is the ranch aspect of the winery. And when we talked uh maybe a year ago or so, you were kind of letting me in on how you use local ingredients in the cooking you do here at the winery and all the experiences that you can have here. But I'm not sure I really understood until I got to come here and get the tour and, and see the property. Everybody across the country, of course, is talking about farm to table or seed to table even. <laughs> I have people, um, restaurants that are growing and using that right into their uh, foods. But here, the scale is much bigger than what I imagined. I imagined just a small little garden box behind the tasting room. And in fact, there is no tasting room here. uh, When you experience the winery, experience the whole property. And it is really more like a working ranch. So lay out for all the listeners out there what you have in the way of what you're growing and how you use that chickens, cattle, etc. in the food you make here. Well, I like to think of it as a thousand acre tasting room. So, so we utilize every bit of the property and we're always looking for new things to do. I have an acre of a chef's garden, which is about what I think you really need to do true farm to table. And that's why these smaller restaurants, and I love the work they're doing in San Francisco and other cities, 
to really get the full effect and to see what's happening, how in the, the synergy between the wine and the food, you have to have a, have a place like Jordan. And so we have the acre garden, the cutting garden that everything I can't bring in, we bring it to spec here. Uh, we have 18 acres of olives, so I'm very involved in the olive project, just uh, returned from Davis, so that's another fun project. And we're always looking for new things. There's plenty of land. We've looked at truffles. Um, we're looking at a new site, microclimate for avocados at this point. And then, of course, with this land, I can look at, and we're looking into what the Pomo Indians ate and uh, using acorns and, and, and miner's lettuce and things that we naturally find, as well as mushrooms on the, on the property. Now, yesterday I got to walk through the garden and actually taste some figs and some of your tomatoes. So that garden is quite extensive, both with produce, but also I know your better half, Mitzi, has a great deal of flowers there. So give us an idea of the diversity of what you're growing and then how that becomes the inspiration for your food. Sure. So every spring I, we go and we go to our heritage bank that we've been building upon here at Jordan. Uh, we collect seed from the years past. We look what succeeds in our little microclimate and then what we need to work on. We go back to the different seed exchanges. I get on the computer and we start to map out our garden in our year um, straight from the spring on through. And then the same thing we do with our flower cutting garden. And the, and the purpose of it is, is those exotics, those things that will not only be interesting to use in the food and pair with the wine, but to have control over what comes to the kitchen. So if I, if I talk to my guys or I go down in the morning, I can pick the tiniest haricot ver or the blossoms off of something, or I want, I want the root off of the cilantro, that type of thing. So that's what it affords us here. Great. And uh, there's a way that everybody that visits Jordan can experience that garden and all of what you're making, um, the estate tour and tasting. And I got to experience that yesterday. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, maybe you can tell everybody what exactly happens on the tour and tasting. And then with the Chardonnay and Cabernet, your thoughts on pairing. So hold that thought and we'll be right back. This is Lori Forrester, the wine coach. We're back here in Alexander Valley at Jordan Vineyards, and I'm here with the executive chef, Todd Knoll. We're learning all about the ranch aspect, and when they say farm to table, they really mean it because they really have a working garden. Um, They have their own chickens that lay the eggs that are used here and even cattle. So we mentioned that if folks come visit Jordan, they can really experience all of that that I did yesterday through your estate tour and tasting. So I'm hoping, chef, you can tell us a little bit about the tasting and what people could experience and how you work your culinary aspects into that. Great. Well, we'll be finishing our first year of the Jordan Estate Tour. And it's a great, since I've I've been here, I've been here since uh, since 2003, I've always wanted to show everyone the entire property. And when you come here, you have this beautiful estate, but you don't see most of the property. And it's designed that way. It's very, very natural. and, And we just needed to find a way to get people to show them the entire property and tell the complete story so to that end you you come in the morning we have our beautifully uh, homemade yogurts and jams from the property we start with coffee and then we begin our tour Um, i meet you down in the garden or the host will bring you through the garden we get to see the garden i'm speaking about and then it's designed almost in a kaiseki tasting format we're going to go to the we're going to go and do our chardonnay pairing first at the upper lake surrounded by some apple trees that we grew and then we do our chardonnay pairing there and from there, we'll bring you to Vista Point, which is a 360-degree view of the area that's just incredible. I don't think there's anything like it, except perhaps the, the point of uh, Fitch Mountain right in Healdsburg. And there we do our Cabernet pairing. And, uh, 
And so I, I really like the feeling of it brings in nature, it brings in what we do here, and it ties it all together. I totally agree, and that view was amazing. I really haven't seen anything like that. So I to- believe that wine is part of the recipe of your meal, and it's not an, just a cocktail. It's not an independent piece, and with food, wines are so much better and I believe food is better with wine, (laughs) conversely. So as you sit down, you make two wines, um, your Chardonnay and your Cabernet Sauvignon. Let's start with the Chardonnay. And we did some great tastings yesterday on the uh, experience. Tell me, what are you thinking as a chef, in a chef's mind, you know, with your Chardonnay and how you envision what best pairs with that? Because I know people want to know more and more about food and wine pairing. And it seems uh, you find a wine you love and then you want to figure out what to eat with it, or you're making a great dish and you want to know which wine goes both ways. What can you tell us from your perspective that would be helpful pairing tips? One of my focuses since I, since I came here, and because my food works so well with it, was the Chardonnay. Our Cabernet is, is a given. It's a wonderful Cabernet and a classic Bordeaux style, but people forget about our Chardonnay, and I think it's excellent, and we've been producing in a style that is just now... Now we see it finally being where it should be in California. We're not overly oaked. And so I like to focus on its agility, its Russian River fruit. And I play with it and I push the envelope. I'll push my salt and I'll show that it'll even work with Asian ingredients. For instance, the first stop on the jet tour, we do the nigiri. And the, first, the point is to get your, your, your mind out of that mindset of lobster and butter and to show that it works with the natural environment because it is, is so um, untouched in the, in, the, in the whole process. I really enjoyed, uh, it was a fruit nigiri. Mm-hmm. So instead of a sushi, which would be a fish, it was a, it was a fruit sushi, if you will. And I think it played off nicely. We did two different vintages. One was higher acid and it was just interesting to see how the younger high acid Chardonnay was a different pairing than the the one with more age on that. Um, Give us an idea what else I know there was a second pairing so what else would you do you know besides a fresh like that with a Chardonnay if you went on the other end of the spectrum? On the other end of the spectrum, when I, when I, when I do dinners here, I'll, I'll show its ability to cut through. So then I'll go to the classics. I'll use a richer food and show that we can really slice through. So a lot of comparing and contrasting. Can it handle the salt, but also can it fulfill its role as a traditional Chardonnay? And that's what's great about it. It's, it's not an aperitif Chardonnay. It's meant to work with food, which is where I think it should be at the table. Great. So... I know there are a number of other ways. You really don't do a tasting room here whether you just belly up, taste your wine, and leave, which I love. The culinary aspect is embedded in almost every way that you experience the winery. So just give us an idea of other ways, folks. They can come do the tour and tastings, but I know you have a library tasting, but some dinners and things that you do too. So maybe give me a couple examples. We have quite a few opportunities for people to enjoy the food here. We have we have our consumer tours. We have we have uh, tours and tastings. There are three tours a day for consumers and one for one for trade and there we'll change our pairings. I'm about to change our pairing into the fall pairing on Friday. So we change those seasonally. And then we have our spring and winter events. Um, and then through the Jordan Estate Program, uh, the points, the rewards program, uh, dinners are available, lunches. We do picnic lunches, uh, tours. Uh, we can do hors d'oeuvre tastings. So there are, there are many different ways through the Jordan Estate Program that, that people can enjoy our food. The other thing we've, we've been able to add um, through the Jordan Estate Program is, um, 
is special events. We do a wonderful, we'll be doing two this year of, of a Valentine's Day dinner, and that's a seven-course affair. Also, that that same Vista Point, we've now done two dinners there, and it is just a wonderful, challenging from a chef's perspective, but we really like to show off and show that we can do a meal anywhere, and so we're doing dinners at that, with that view. You can only imagine what that's like. We're running out of days, but uh, not out of property and ideas. You can see our events page on jordanwinery.com. I love it. And you also do some fun videos. So I'm sure they'll see, they can also find some really enter- entertainment, wine entertainment, if you will. Well, thank you, Executive Chef Todd Knoll here at Jordan uh, Vineyards. I really appreciate your time. Um, I'm going to be heading to Healdsburg a little bit later, and I know there's a lot of great culinary there, there too, but we appreciate your time. Thank you, Lori. Thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs>